When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast. We're going to be looking at another Marvelous Depths. I'm Coach, and with me today is... Hey, it's Josh Kennedy from Facebook. Yeah, Josh, it's great to have you. I'm here, of course. We're continuing on this series, uh, sticking with the X-Men, um, and sticking specifically with the Wolverine origin films. Um, so, of course, we wanted to make sure that uh, you were back for this, and this is probably the more divisive of the three films. We've already done Origins. Go back, listen to it. I think it's a pretty good episode. We'll eventually get to Logan, but today is Wolverine. Uh, I think I think the most divisive of the three. You think? Yeah, a hundred percent. That's uh, you said it perfect. Logan is universally loved. X Men Origins, most people hate it. Wolverine, it's you're probably sitting at fifty fifty. I think probably more like a seventy thirty split. I think mm. it was liked well enough. I think it doesn't necessarily hold up to the superhero movies that have been coming out of late. I got gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, before we dive in, just give us a quick first thought. How you feel about the movie? Is it? Is it? You know, do you think it's good? Do you think it's it's got something worth exploring? Uh, yeah. So I'm just a huge Wolverine fan. This movie was another one that was important to me just because of the time that it came out. It was my phone wallpaper for a while because like the art coming out for this uh, specific film was awesome. The poster was sweet. Everybody was hype. The Japanese story arc in the in the Wolverine comic book was iconic. It's really well done. So getting to see that translated into a live action, you know, everybody was excited. I was excited. It was super pumped. Now, rewatching it now, I've watched it probably, you know, 30 times within my life. But this time I, I kind of realized it was it's been a rose tinted glasses just because it's still a good movie. It still holds up. I like it. But I mean, just redoing superhero movies like a top 10. I don't know if this one would make it. Yeah. So, this is a cool. fascinating movie. In this series we do, Marvelous Depths is a fascinating series. Because when you watch a movie through the lens of, of how does it elicit emotions and how does it um, do the things that it's trying to do, you kind of see it a little differently. You can't just kind of space through it. So I was excited when I rewatched this. Um, I probably went maybe the other way than you, that I kind of liked it a little bit more than I had previously. So I'll be I'll be interested to see what our reasonings is as we go through this. This is a perfect movie to do a Marvelous Steps on, in my opinion, because it it goes big for themes. It really wants to be emotional. It really wants to uh, create a sense of something. It wants to ask a deep question. But it also doesn't, just knock it out of the park like some other movies but other yeah. there's certain movies that seem to just avoid the topic altogether and just are kind of surface level so this is an interesting one um to, to dive into about why things do and don't work at least in our opinions we're obviously not experts although it's a subjective medium so uh i'm excited for this are you yeah i'm super pumped uh this movie i mean Two two thirds of the third act kind of it kind of loses me, so I'm pumped to get into that as we uh, kind of go over the whole film here. Yeah. So uh, as always, we're going to kind of do it a little bit chronologically as we're going to walk through the movie a little bit, and we'll just take some some detours as they come up. Obviously, this film is building off the back 
of the original X-Men trilogy. It comes out right at the end of the first uh, three. So at this point, X-Men Origins and the original three are the only X-Men movies that have come out. Yeah. Um, that movie kind of ends in a, you know, it ends with him killing Jean Grey, I think. And yes, this movie wants us to know that that was important. Um, for the character, for sure. I mean, yeah. just the idea of it. I mean, X-Men 3 is not a well-loved movie, and we all kind of understand why. They just cannot seem to get the Dark Phoenix saga whole thing down in live action. They've tried twice, and it sucked both times. But the importance of Wolverine having to be the one to kill Jean Grey, and they brought back the actress, uh, Femke Jansen, I believe mm-hmm. is how you say her name. Uh, she was a fun little addition to the cast, for sure. I enjoyed it. And uh, her role wasn't super prominent, but still fun stuff. Yeah, it, it does create a fascinating dichotomy of like, if you had just watched this, you know, if you had like just watched the Wolverine trilogy on its own, uh, it would be really weird what's happening. Because um, it doesn't yeah. give a whole lot of context to, to what these weird flashbacks were are. But that's also true of most superhero movies this day, so I don't really count it against it. You should be up to date on the movies if you want to continue to watch them. Um, otherwise you're just not going to get the impact. So I don't hold that against the movies. If anything, I hold that against the person watching it at this point. Um, just the way kind of society is built, right? It's like watching the Super Bowl without watching the season. You're not going to care as much. The game's not going to be as fun if you have no one to root for and you don't really have any context. So I don't fault the movie for it. I think I do fault the movie for its, its lack of execution of it, but it, it does it better at sometimes than others. Because it, it's the movie starts off right up the head with hitting it in your head that he, uh, you know, misses her and he didn't like that he had to uh, had to kill her and it seems to be something that's weighing on him heavily and uh, we, he see him wake up and he's obviously it's weighing on him because he's out in the woods by himself secluded from everybody, um, just kind of living a very. I don't know. I think it's trying to go for an animalistic life. Is that kind of what you feel? Yeah, I think I think that's kind of where he's going. He's he's the roamer, the Wolverine. He's going. I think it's the Canadian wilderness that kind of seems to be the uh, regular uh, scene for Logan. And he's he's living in the woods when he wants, goes wherever he wants. He just kind of he's living life real sad. He's a sad boy in this movie. Definitely, yeah, definitely a sad boy, and it it seems to be struggling with this fact that he. Uh, He's losing the people around him that he cares about. And it mostly sticks to Gene Gray, but that's okay. Um, and the movie, the beginning of the movie, I like. I like the whole him being A, you always, you put your, you know, Hugh Jackman in a beard. You put any cool person in a beard for a little while, you're going to get, you know, the men in the group excited. For some reason, we just uh-huh. associate that with manliness. Love beards and, yeah, the dishevelment of the character just overall making him appear like he's rock bottom but you know he's still wolverine and he's he's a total tank so he comes up you know then the whole thing with the bear happens you know loved it 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 creates a quick little relationship with him and the bear and of course he gets taken from him through these uh these tool hunters who you know kind of got their comeuppance which i don't think i really thought about like wolverine like goes to this bar to call these this guy out for using poison tipped arrows on this bear uh, but he realized like only this guy's alive. Like there's a bunch of dead people. Um, but I guess it is their fault. So yeah, it's a good start. I think 
Yeah, um, I I loved the intro. I mean, it, it, something about these Wolverine movies, man. I think they just they really nail the beginning every single time. I said the same thing about X Men Origins Wolverine and how like the war sequences was one of my favorite things. And this just short little interaction with Wolverine kind of at rock bottom and him developing a wild relationship with the bear and realizing that he can't sit on the sidelines and he is a hero at heart. It's just really good comic book movie stuff that you kind of just, you got to love it. You got to love it. Yeah, you definitely do. And uh, it introduces uh, Mi- Miyoko, right? She's the... Sometimes I Mariko remember. is the uh, daughter. Uh, Yukio is Yukio the person is a, that we're okay. introduced to first, the redhead. Uh, I, we should be better with these names. Unfortunately not. Okay, yeah. So Yukio. Oh, I got it. You got it. Um, she gets introduced in this scene. I don't think she did pretty good. I mean, she does the weird, cool sword thing. She's cutting stuff in half. Yep. Classic movie stuff for like the logic of her cutting a bottle and then it falling a few seconds later just makes zero sense, but I love it anyway. Yeah, I love it. It's always, to me, it's, it's always a badassness when it does that. But she comes in and she's trying to get him uh, to go back and see this old man. And we haven't talked about it yet. Most exactly to, to say it in first. But, it does show Nagasaki, yeah. Uh, he's supposed to go back and, you know, because he apparently wants to say goodbye or whatever because he's kind of on his deathbed. Uh, but his opening scene with uh, Hiroshima bomb, Hiroshima, whatever you want to say, he uh, that's a pretty dope scene as well. I guess when we're including how this movie starts. Yeah, that's uh, for sure. The, the whole Nagasaki bomb of him being like a prisoner of war just makes perfect sense for Wolverine himself. And they put him down in a tunnel because clearly he could get out of pretty much any regular prison they could put him in. And yeah, I don't know what exactly it is. Just prisoner of, prisoners of war and then some generals of the Japanese army kind of holding it down on the island. And Wolverine realizes that it's uh, it's a bomb. He sees the plane go by first and it takes a little while before it comes back around and drops the bomb. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting scene because it definitely sets up our uh, this guy, this old man, because he's the only one who's not willing to... I guess say willing. He he's not willing to accept his death at the hands of this bomb, right? The other ones all kind of kill themselves. I think that's very cool. They definitely very uh, intentionally show that he's the one who's unwilling to do it because it obviously yeah. comes back around later. Wolverine gets to save him, and uh, that's kind of how we establish our first two characters. We've established our main character. We've established our antagonist, and he's off to Japan. Um, number one, traveling is dope. Uh, like I said, this it, this uh, podcast is all about getting to know us more. I would love to go to Japan. It's probably on my top three list of places I'd go if I could, you know, kind of explore the world. Yeah, Jap- Japan's always been a pretty interesting one, especially like the city of Tokyo, which uh, a lot of this movie takes place. And just the you can, uniqueness of that city just worldwide, how mm-hmm. it's so technologically innovative, but it's also very into like, the arts and things that you don't it, it, it's just strange that they're able to combine all those things and it's so prominent within that uh that city yeah it's it does seem fascinating that sometimes it feels like it's still in the 90s but sometimes it feels like it's ahead you know there's so many mixtures about tokyo i'd love to see it so anytime a movie gets to explore it, i was excited that's probably what i was most excited about when this movie came out so he when he gets there you know, it's that typical, he's at like a family, I forget what happens first, I feel like it's the whole, um, you know, daughter, no, the daughter crying comes later, he meets, he meets the old guy first, he's got to get his hair cut and everything, which is yep. uh, 
always a funny so, scene. the bath sequence funny like oh i can get that bit it's it's classic just okay we're trying to make the disheveled guy look good and this really transitions into hugh jackman looking like himself super super good looking dude and i would argue he looks more jacked in this movie than the first one oh, just yeah. because he looks more cut it's crazy how he's like i think he's mid 40s in this movie and he's just out here with ripped abs it just doesn't make any sense yeah he's definitely very big he's very big in this one he's um, huge but yeah this this movie's kind of exploring and, he, and he's going to talk to this old man and really the crux of the movie the uh the decision that logan's gonna have to make kind of comes into focus during this first conversation where slowly it's revealed this old man is saying i don't want to die but i know you want to die yeah, uh, Wolverine puts it best. Really, he's just like, are you offering to kill me? Because it really is a strange offer to uh, try and get him to be on board for. But, I mean, shout out to the old man for giving it a shot, I suppose. But Wolverine isn't into it. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it's interesting, about it. it's interesting that he, he does turn it down so flatly because the offer is, as the old man puts it, it's not an offer to kill you. It's an offer to, to you make you mortal, um, to give you... A mortal life which is i think an, an interesting theme for a movie that, one that doesn't get explored a whole lot right because i think on the surface a lot of people we don't want to die i don't think that's a pretty common uh i think that's safe to say right listeners uh, I, it's Doc, safe to say for the most part but if you you talk to any angsty 16 to 20 year old i mean they they you know haven't quite lived life yet they're two tragedies away from not caring and then all of a sudden life gets good again so yeah you know i guess that's a that's a good note that the life gets better but that's not what we're talking about here yeah no i mean men, yeah, mental health is its own separate set of issues as well but i think in general the human response is that we don't want to die yes but it's also like would you really want to be immortal um there's other movies that explore this and I think Wolverine's an interesting character to explore this dynamic. Of yeah, he kind of takes. It feels like it's taking a page out of just any old Dracula novel or things like that. Where you, you, it's weird to put into context how many lifetimes he's lived. So you just take a regular old lifetime, and you're like, okay, I got married when I was. 18, and I died when I was 70, and I was with this woman for 50 years. Logan's done that three to four times now so it's just crazy that he is still able to uh i don't know even get himself up in the morning because being immortal doesn't seem like it'd be that fun yeah the one thing i do this movie and again it has to show that representation through gene gray a lot because part of it's that x-men origins kind of reset the slate by turning off his memory so it's a little unfortunate that he doesn't get to you know um harken on other things of his past that he regrets yes. and has lost but it's still the point is still there so again it's a good theme maybe not perfect execution by the movie but i at least like where it's at at this point the movie's there he says he doesn't want it but it's now in our head like yeah but what would it be like if he was mortal yeah um, perfect use of gene gray as a character within this movie i I mean, I know some people were kind of uh, harping on her playing a bigger role, but I just, I think the way they did it was perfect. She shows up in a handful of scenes when Logan feels like he's at his lowest. Most of the time he's waking up from a dream, had some sort of nightmare, and then he's back in and he's left to face that whole thing where he did kill Jean Grey. So yeah, 
Yeah, and she's always pulling him towards it too. I mean, in all of his dreams and visions, she's kind of being like, "What are you doing? You, you come to me, come, come you know. to me." Yeah. So it's it's definitely something that's weighing on him. I don't know that we, I as the audience, don't feel it quite. I think the way the movie wants it to hit, but that's okay. Um, I, I think like a, I, sorry, a little bit to do with that is just the Wolverine Jean Grey relationship was not done that well within the first three movies. Um, it was definitely hinted at, and it was clearly there that Wolverine had a crush on Jean Grey in a couple different times. Jean Grey seemed like she was thinking about it, but that's the advantage of rich comic book history is you've got, you know, 20 years of comic book buildup before they, uh, you kind of buy them as like this weird, not couple, but will they, won't they situation. And they didn't quite hit that perfectly within the trilogy, I don't think. Yeah, and I guess, I guess, yeah, the, the problem that the movie runs into is that we as the audience, we don't feel like Logan has lived and lost a bunch. Because we, like I said, we don't feel like him and Jean Grey were really that much of a relationship. And we don't feel like there was a lot of other things in his life that he had lived and lost that are worth um, giving up immortality just yet. You know, if this had yeah. taken place and he had had multiple women that he was with, and we you know technically he had, he had lost his memory, so he doesn't really know that anyway. But if he had felt the weight of more loss, I think this would be a more hard decision for him to make. But yeah, that's, in the corner, that's so. a little bit of a problem with Origins in itself is the hard reset on the memory. Although it seems to happen like within movies that come later that it's more along the lines of he, he kind of remembers some things. He's not complete blank slate like he has the memories about war still or obviously killing Jean Grey. And uh, I want to reference it later, but he does mention Kayla at some point in this movie, which is pretty crazy. But we can keep moving from there. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we know what the we know what the theme of the movie is. We know what the question it wants us to ask is at this point. Um, and we kind of know how our main character feels about it. So now we got to introduce something else, a different thing to worry about, and that's obviously uh, Miyoko. Is that what you say? It? Uh, no, Mariko. M A R I. And then Yukio is the redhead. Yukio Mariko. So it introduces us to Mariko, um, in the rain fighting with her dad. Yeah, she tries you find to out why later. Jump she off tries to jump off the cliff. The building. Um, he saves he her. You know, it's it's just one of those classic like, oh, I'm a hot dude. You're like obviously a hot chick. Let's so obviously, like, let's like smolder at each other for a little bit. So, yep. so it's very obvious, very quickly, that she's going to be the love interest of this movie. Uh, yep. The meat cute's not great. I don't think there's anything. Oh. Interesting thing of note within the uh, comic book arc that mostly set place in Japan, Yukio and Mariko were actually rivals going for Wolverine's love. So the way that they switched up in this movie to make them sisters and they're all on the same side and Yukio isn't interested in Wolverine romantically was it, it worked for the movie. But I feel like there's probably some comic book, you know, thumpers that are like, hey, this isn't right. But what can you do? You can't please everyone. Yeah, I and mean, we'll get to it. Uh, I don't want to talk about it quite yet, but there's plenty of things that they don't get right about the comic book storyline. But right now, let's focus on what they did do. Yep. Um, he does this. He saves her. Now he's got a reason to kind of to do all this. He's sad, and oh no. Um, well, number one, oh no, he's getting a weird kiss from this weird villain lady. Um, yeah, Viper. Room. She's obviously so obviously we know she did something poor. That's uh, nothing good has happened from that. I think it's pretty obvious when you watch the movie, even the first time, you're immediately like, oh, that's... Oh, yeah. She's doing something weird. Yeah, because she, like, 
threw up in his mouth kind of is how is it how it looks in, within the context because we don't know what's going on yet it's it's pretty gross but i i did like the the clever transition of him being asleep thinking about gene gray she kisses him and transitions into viper replacing the bug into his throat it was, it was pretty well done and we and you know it's gonna be like oh that's probably what that old man was talking about in some shape or form you, you knew that okay he might be in trouble but and then it's immediately you kind of forget about it immediately because then it's everybody panicking. Oh no, the old man is dead. Yeah, like, oh. is the name of the company. Um, uh, Jinjin, I think is uh not, the guy's not. first name. He's the only old man in it, so that's what I'm I just say. I just watched it, so yeah, we'll call him the old man. And just oh, if only because I don't want to just keep messing up names. Um, Marioko is a Mariko. Um, Mariko. Mariko. I'm the worst. Uh, it's like Mario, except it's Ko. I got it. Nailed it, dude. Mario's a great Japanese character. Yeah, but so, he's not important in this scenario. So, no, <laughs> so the Viper but, gets but gets the, name the, works the, the okay. bug attached sure, to his heart, the and then we might as well talk. Like we're we're jumping ahead here. The old man dies. Everybody panics, and for some reason, the funeral's like the next day. I don't know if that's like a culture thing, but Wolverine decides to stick around for the funeral. It's Never a little, quite understood that. It's a little quick, but it's not the. First of all, we don't know for sure that it's the next day. Dude. We just know that he sticks around for it, but he could have stuck around for two It seems implied that it's a day, but I know what you mean. I mean, also, that's totally possible. I've seen funerals in, even in our culture. It's usually a next, like a couple days, but if you can happen to get it pulled off in a, on a weekend. I just think the spectacle of this funeral kind of seemed unrealistic to get it set for that just because there were so many people at this thing because he's the tech giant guy, you know. That's fair. Uh, it's it's a great. I, it's an interesting scene because it's this weird. Like number one, obviously, uh, if you've ever been to a funeral where you don't actually know anybody, it's a uh, it's a weird feeling to be like this this outsider who's just like, oh yeah, I'm so sad for everybody. I have absolutely no emotional attachment to it. I just like know the cousin. I don't actually know why I showed up, but yep. So he's he's already stuck in that situation where like he doesn't actually care. Yet somehow everybody at this funeral, no one's sad, and they're all just worried about what Logan's doing. Well, yeah. How many rich people funerals have you been to though? Because it could you could get to the point where it's just like everybody's really trying to chess match their way into getting some power or money out of the dead guy. Yeah, that's good. Point. Yeah, that's that's, what, and that's exactly what it feels like. I think. I mean, obviously, yep. it feels that way because that's what kind it's of happening, but. but it's it's a weird feeling and then there's the like oh you know talking to this person and he meets the mariko's fiance. Uh, he meets he meets uh mariko's and, father first and uh he doesn't like him so that's cool <laughs> and then yeah uh later the the fia- the yeah mariko's fiance i don't i'm not even gonna try and say his name it's something super weird but he's a tool so who cares yeah, but then he he notices immediately that something's wrong. They got you know he saw the tattoos on the priest, which I believe in that religion they just uh, they don't uh, have tattoos. So that's he notices something is up pretty quick. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but it's uh, it's obvious. And then boom, big action scene breaks out. It's the yakuza. I think is what they say. Yes, clan. They're attacking. Wolverine's kind of. Taking bullets, they're not affecting him quite like a normal human. But took a shotgun blast right off the bat. <laughs> that was a yeah. bummer for him. Feeling good about it for sure. Or maybe, yeah, but 
it, the big action scene breaks out. We got the weird guy on the roof with the bow doing who quite knows what's happening. Yeah, so there's not really anything going on here other than kind of some action. I don't see much to be gleaned or learned from happening here. Yeah, the only thing that I think is worth noting is just uh, the ninja clan, which I call, I, th- I believe are called like the Black Hand or something along those lines. They're not quite the hand from uh, Daredevil fame, but they're another ninja organization and they're sworn to the House of Yoshida, which is, they, they become important throughout the movie. The very you, least. you mean the, the clan that's protecting 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 uh, the funeral yes not the uh, yakuza which we later okay. learned was hired guns so it is kind of cool that we're getting uh martial arts versus uh japanese gangs yeah it's it's an okay action scene i mean what's i think it's important though he does immediately try to save uh the mary mariko um mm-hmm. he's after her because logan wants to save her but he's we see that he is now in danger so now there's a tension to the movie a little bit which is usually lacking because of his obvious um, immortality. So we know that he's at least in actual yeah. danger, which he really never feels like he has. Yeah. Without that note, it, it does make it a little hard to do this movie because he's not going against a bunch of superpowered mutants that can control metal or anything like that. He really is going after ninjas and samurais that are well known for using blades and martial arts. So him not being able to use his healing factor at 100% makes this movie that much better. Um, so yeah, it does. And it's that's why this next scene is, is a much better scene. You know, the, well, running through the city is okay. There's some interesting stuff happening. Um, but obviously, the, the train scene is what it's all about. Oh, yeah, the bullet train, 300 bullet, miles an hour. Bullet train, it, there's a lot of dope stuff happening. A lot of close combat fighting is okay. Um, this is where it's very obvious this movie is not rated R. Um, I know. Like, there's a lot of like, stabbing, but like right underneath no. where the camera would see the stabbing go in, you know? There's also like, you can see red when people are cut, but there's not blood gushing. Although, I do remember when this movie came out, there were people freaking out online because during the trailer, you can actually see blood on Wolverine's claws for the first time in any movie. So they, they you know, they tried a little bit. They tried to get as close as they could in a PG-13 movie. And that's why I'm so thankful that they finally gave Logan the rated R that they needed. Yeah, so the the, the fight scene happens, but what's, what's really dope is about the once they get up on top of the bullet train. That's a unique and fun uh, little action scene going on there. Yeah, I don't think anything like that has truly been done before. I mean, there's probably certain sequences that have on top of a bullet train that's much different than any other train sequence i would say and there's some you know close combat on that but then there's a lot of maneuvering and using physics to your advantage to win the fight which is pretty sweet it's unlike regular fighting on top of a train scene there's like the idea that they're using the physics of of the train to their advantage it's the book of boba fett does a couple similar ish things with the speeding up of the train in that in that show but this one's way cooler they're like he like fake jumps and like the guy hits the yeah. sign and stuff. The fake jump was probably the highlight of that whole action sequence. Cause he realizes the cool guy can't see behind him because it's set up. He does jump once and it's like, Oh, pretty cool. But then he fakes it the next. So yeah. it's... they swap sides at one point. That's what really threw it for a loop is Wolverine was facing the other way. He got the jump ended up on the other side and then just merged the dude by making him essentially kill himself. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and it's, that's what's nice, right? it's a different kind of different kind of Wolverine when he's not just, able to just out badass things so he's got to be a little more clever some fun stuff so i love that scene i think it's one of the one of the better scenes in this movie for sure one no of the doubt. better action scenes i think in most of x-men 
Yeah, I, I was just going to say that exactly. There are a couple pretty cool ones, but this is this is a highlight, no doubt about it. Um, they end up, you know, getting away finally, and, and Mariko still isn't, you know, quite trusting Logan, but, you know, she's kind of got to reluctantly go with him. They end up at those the weird hotel. That's all the... while Wolverine is still bleeding out like a normal human, as opposed to healing. And he he plays it off like it's nothing because he's never experienced that before. And of course, we yeah, like you said, we end up at the Love Motel on the trip to Mars. <laughs> is that the one they end up on? You know, the trip yep, to Mars. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, uh yeah. yep, trip to Mars. It's the best one. It's where I would. Yeah. out of the choices it was <laughs> nurses station was another one and then there was one other one that wasn't as fun so i'm glad they went with the space route yeah. i feel like nurses station is really funny though <laughs> i would have laughed better at it uh but yeah in he uh he kind of has to confront not only his like constant drive to always still be the hero but now he can't quite always drive you know do it the way that he is used to doing it (laughs) it's even experienced a little bit later in this movie once they do finally get somewhere safe it's like he experiences exhaustion for the first time in like his entire life it's pretty crazy yeah so he he passes out you know in the rain and there's thinking about gene gray of course more gene gray stuff going on you know she is it really worth it but he he knows that he can't back down now because now he's got a reason right he's got he's got mariko to worry about and it seems like this and that scene I think is meant, at least in my opinion, I feel like it's meant to go from the he was just reacting in the moment at the funeral and, and trying to protect someone to the now he's gotta like make the decision. I've got a quick question her. for you. It's not necessarily just it's not focusing on this movie, but do you think that because this is technically part of a like a trilogy in the Wolverine sequence, do you think using Kayla Silver Fox as like the girl calling him home would have been better than Jean Grey? Obviously, it doesn't have the star power or the name power from the X Men franchise, but their developed love story was a little bit more believable just in Origins. Uh, no, no, only because a the third X Men movie is the much more seen movie. Obviously, more people true. recognize it, and it was also the much more recent movie. So that's not true. Uh, Origins came out after X Men Three. What? Yes, that is a mind-boggling. I promise you. Yeah, it was the three. Uh, then it was X Men Origins. Right, it, it, I do believe you. And that's... then they did First Class, and then they did the Wolverine. They did some weird stuff there, but I always thought Origins came out before three for some reason. But I've I've been wrong before. Uh, wow. Yeah, interesting. But I still think they made. I, it was 07, 09, I believe. 07 was 3, 09. I think a combination of the two could have been interesting. It could have been hard to write around. But regardless, it, it does its effective job. And that's making it Logan, yeah. it makes Logan decide now, again, he has an out. And he still decides not to take it because he has someone to protect. And he deep down, he's still a hero. So I like that about him. I like that even, even though he doesn't have the physical capability to be the relentless machine that he's always the berserker. Been. The berserker. He, uh, he still has the mental like psychology of one. Yes. He's not gonna back down even when he's given a chance to back down, probably for the first time in his life. And he has to go to the vet, which was, you know, one of those funny sequences that got through in there for always fun. Always the, the vet, vet student instead of yeah. <laughs> yep. I feel like every everyone they did the joke again they did the joke again that he's at the vet in logan but they did it a little bit better but it was funny in this one where the guy was like afraid of him because he'd cut him up while he's getting work done yeah good stuff 
but we end up, uh, you know, going on, I believe we get on a bus eventually and the bus stops at the, uh, the historical home of the Yoshida's, I think in Southern Japan, if I remember right. Cool stuff. Yeah. This is, to me, this is a fun scene. Cause it's, cause now we're getting a little bit more like Japanese culture, a little more Japanese family life happening. Um, we're learning a little bit of plot background stuff. I don't really care about that. I don't care about like her. We learned the chopsticks thing on how it's disrespectful <laughs> to uh, put stab them into your rice or whatever he does. Yeah, and that's and I think that's cool. I think it's it's fun. That to me is more fun Japan Japan stuff than we've gotten so far really in this movie, other than the Love Motel and the Bullet Train. Yeah, uh, the other thing was the random casinos that everyone loved that they included the the weird, like, all pink machines when they were hiding out and running away from the Yakuza. But, yeah, those were the kind of highlights of Tokyo uh, life, I suppose, in this movie, anyway. Yeah, and at this point, I guess this is is probably the good time to make this diversion. So, this this movie is based on a very cool uh, comic and a very cool, like, fraction of what Wolverine has done, and that is, he's been a samurai before, um, and he's the Ronin trained, and he's been very cool, and all the cool sword stuff. And this movie yeah. just does it just does a terrible job of it. Yeah, they don't make they don't give um, him like any samurai training. the The disadvantage is he had the history in Japan, and he goes back for Mariko because I believe he gets invited to the wedding that uh she has and he's invited to attend and that's how he ends up in japan but in this context it's because he saved the grandpa and he had to pay his respects or whatever but him having that history already in japan is better in the comic book yeah and i just wish like you said i wish there would have been a samurai training sequence there's there's a lot of things that could have been um they kind of had a real silver samurai because that guy's awesome in the animated series. He's a he's a good uh, antagonist for Wolverine within a couple episodes. So it's to me they this scene, like I said, does a good job of setting up a lot of you know we get to do a little bit of diving into the culture. But for a movie that takes place in Japan, it doesn't always feel like it takes place in Japan. It it sometimes feels very generic. Yeah. Um, I will but, give uh, oh. the casting director props though because there are only i believe three uh white people within this movie so they really yeah, leaned into the whole good. japanese and, part of it and obviously they do the the sets and everything correctly but the feel of the movie feels like it's a a western audience movie a very traditional american movie that just happens to japan. be yeah set in japan which in some ways, I can't quite gleam why that's the case, why it didn't doesn't feel right, but I know it doesn't feel right. Like well, it, it just he, doesn't. We watch Shang-Chi and it you feel mm-hmm. different. Shang-Chi did it right, and that's obviously much later, but I think they looked at the success of samurai franchises within the United States of America. Not a huge, not a, not a really good track record. Everybody's intrigued by the idea of samurai in Japan, but as soon as you uh, give it like justice in doing the film itself. It doesn't hit that well for the Western audience. Yeah. Well, it's a disappointment looking back and who knows if they would have gotten it right if they had tried, but I wish they had tried. I just, I think, Me too. but when there's so much money on the line, I guess I get it. Um, but in terms of this movie, at least this scene is doing it well. They're talking, they're having their ram and their soups and they're, they're enjoying their time together. 
tie it like a real samurai. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So so this stuff, this scene is good, and I wish if a lot more of the movie had been about this. It's also about the last good scene in the movie. Um, yeah, really that, this is about the two-thirds point. I, I, I realized that on this watch through, although there are a couple of cool highlights. I love him storming the castle essentially with all the ninjas and he finally has his healing factor back. We're skipping ahead just a little bit, but yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that scene quite a bit. But other so there, than that, there's a little bit left, but to me, this was the last like good scene. There's a couple other scenes that I think are worth noting. Obviously they, they get attacked. She gets taken. Um, he can't really do as much about it as he would normally be able to. She's gone. Go what a bummer. Jerk face fiance guy and go interrogate him. That scene was funny at the very least. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah I agree with that. Uh, yeah, he's making his his bow tie and stuff, and the the kicking him, throwing him over. How'd you know it's cool? Love it. I didn't. Uh, well, yeah, he's a badass. Yeah, but also a movie. Come on, we know that you put a pool there for a reason. You you, you didn't want Logan to be a killer. Lame. Well, he does a lot of killing in this movie, I know. so why it's weird. <laughs> Just let him. It's a funny line though, so I'll give it. I give it its break, and I, I liked it anyway. So he's got to do that, but. And then he's got to, he's got to make the decision to try to heal himself because he goes back to the compound yeah. and stuff. They kind of took the took the oomph out of the fiance character as well because he's a trained samurai within the comic books and kind of is a rival to Wolverine's skill set. And in this aspect, he's just some lame loser that hires the yakuza to kill his fiance as opposed to do anything for himself. Yeah, that's true. I definitely feel like he, he's a he's a waste of a character in this movie. But this this the scene with the the taking his heart out um, was referenced earlier, and she yep. had said like you know hey I see you dying while holding your own heart. That did that was uh, there's there was I don't know if you want to call it a meme or just an informational observation that uh, fans noticed where oh you yeah. died with your heart in your hand and we'll talk about it in Logan. Okay, yeah, um, good point, good point. But but nope, I, I know noted. But in in this in this movie's context, it's supposed to us. We're supposed to think. Because he says, like, oh, no, I'm going to have to... I see this bug on me now because you can see the technology. Right. And he's going to rip this bug out so he can get his healing vector back. Um, I, I, When I watched this most recently, I think the one thought that went through my mind is I wish it was more clear that he was doing it, uh, like, you know, that he was making the decision to be immortal again. I guess it's because he never really seem to be okay with dying does that make sense like- yeah there wasn't enough um because the fact that he even considered taking away his immortality when he did lose it it was all about the focus of saving mariko but literally none of it was him just thinking about maybe i should just die type of thing yeah. instead he focuses on being the hero yeah and, and like i said the, the gene gray scenes are there to give the temptation Right. But I feel like they don't do justice to him actually giving the thought. Like he never, I think he could have had a conversation, like maybe with Mariko and that, you know, while they were doing that exchange, she shares a little bit. He could have shared a little bit and been honest about how hard it is to be immortal or something, but he doesn't. So I feel like instead there was like a weird, ominous, like, uh, she's dead. I killed her. And it, there's no explanation there. And then she still hooks up with him, which I'm like, if that guy just told me that he <laughs> murdered his last girlfriend, I don't know if I'd be on board for that. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, what? Yeah. So it could be better, but it's it's fine. It is what it is. 
Um, he's going to rip out this bug out of his hearts. Little tension. Cool samurai fight. I loved uh, samurai fight going around. While Yukio. Was... Yukio got to show off some of her skills, and she's a. Uh, I like her character within this uh, within this movie. She's another one from the Wolverine trilogy that I wish would have made multiple appearances. The other one being Leave Shriver's Sabretooth. Neither of them ever come back, and I'm like, yeah, they were great in the one movie, but I would have loved like a reference or a scene with one of them in the Logan movie or any future installment in the X-Men franchise. I agree. I agree she's cool. I wish, like you said, if the, if the dad had been built up a little bit more, it would feel more normal that he was able to win this sword fight, but knowing what we know, it makes sense, but within the context of the movie, it feels weird. That she, yeah, she they, the, his, the audience's introduction to him being good at being a samurai is the one, like, third, or the 22nd scene of him sparring with another guy. It's like, ooh, he's good at being a samurai. It's like, there's a lot of history there that was completely ignored for the sake of time in this movie, obviously. But obviously, Logan survives. I don't think I don't think there was ever real tension there. I think it was uh, no. The movie didn't really create any tension. I don't think. Well, that's the problem with any superhero movie nowadays. <laughs> Until Infinity War, it was the stakes are always low. Yeah, but you, you do is you get you put the tension somewhere else. I guess they were trying to put the tension in. Maybe we think. Yuki will die before he's able to save himself. I guess I did. It didn't. It didn't hit for me. But I think that was what the point of the scene was. It just didn't. It doesn't hit for me, at least. Yeah. Well, uh, we get to do a cool fight. So Yukio gets to fend for herself and defend Wolverine as he's performing open heart surgery on himself. And then uh, we get return of dope Wolverine, where he's looking super jacked and he's got the healing factor, and he's going to take on the samurai with his claws. See, right in this scenario, though. Why didn't we give Wolverine a sword? Yep, another that would have been a good time to do the sword, or at least like use the claws more like swords. Instead, he's just like tanks being bad. Yep, you know he's like I'm actually not any good at this. I just happen to be immortal. So, which is a bummer because that's really one of the one of the cooler things about comic book Wolverine is he has the Japanese samurai training, and there's nothing of the sort in this movie. No, I agree, and I think that's lost in this scene. He does get to say a badass line, though, at least, where it's like, um, you know, you killed your daughter. You tried killing your daughter. Live with that. that. Yeah. So at least it's a cool line. But again, you're right. It's it's a bummer that he's not actually a better fighter than this guy. He just happens to be able to take swords to the chest. Yeah, the fact that he get, he literally gets beaten three times in that small, like, exchange. He got killed three times. He's just Wolverine, so he didn't die. Yeah. Definitely a bummer, and it? I think it takes away, and like I said, it, it keeps the stakes low for what's going on. And then we transition to the end. Um, there's the cool scene in the village, I guess. I liked it with the with the ninjas all shooting him with the the arrows with the the rope on it, and he's just tanking it, looking like I have porcupine when he finally gets taken down. That's uh, I believe that they kind of took the imagery of that from the comic book, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Him with a back full of arrows is a pretty uh, iconic Wolverine look. So yeah, visually it's very cool. Um, yes. In terms of what the plot is and everything, I, it's kind of weird, right? I feel like he doesn't. Why didn't you just try to talk to the clan? Guy? Why didn't he drive through? He showed up in a, either a car or yeah. a motorcycle. I forget, but it's like I mean, just drive. <laughs> yeah, probably have a better chance than just like walking in. Yeah, especially yeah. when you see how far away this village is from the building he's trying to get to. 
It's like, yeah. dude, that's easy two miles to get to that building. Yeah. But like I said, it is, it's a very cool visual, him, like, how many people it takes to stop him. I think it was the... Yeah, definitely what they were going for. And then the other end of this all is just I, terrible, this, I think, it for the most fell part. apart, dude. It was so such a bummer. They ruined Silver Samurai. They they took away his claws, and then they're back for the next X-Men installment, which never made any sense. People were irritated about that. Just a bunch of hot garbage with very little redeemable qualities about this last act here. I'm trying to think through all the different interactions between the characters. You don't really learn anything about Logan. Um, you definitely don't oh. learn anything about the girl. You do learn one thing in the last section, and I, I, I texted you about this earlier. It's the I never noticed it before in my thirty watches of this thing, and I mentioned earlier in this episode when he's going through his ex lovers in his mind, he does mention Kayla, which is the first time really anything from X Men Origins Wolverine has transitioned to any other X Men movie. So that was pretty cool to, at the very least, him kind of know that he's remembering events that he didn't remember before fun little fan service for sure um yeah logan doesn't really i mean at this point we already know logan has decided he's not going through his immortality he's choosing what he's chosen it's not like he's gonna back down we don't learn anything about him we don't mariko you don't really learn much you had she has that conversation with the with her side piece guy side piece guy but all it all you really find out is that he's a tool um uh, Viper, I hated her in this movie. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't, she's so dumb. It gives you, you know you Yuki uh, someone to fight. Yeah, that's literally what it was. Yuki got someone you know. to fight in the final section there. Whatever, Which man. Probably could have just done without. I think the movie would have been better if you know Yuki wasn't there and Viper wasn't there. But whatever. Uh, we we see that the whole plot gets revealed at this point where oh he was never dead. He was actually in this silver samurai suit and it was all a plot to get wolverine here so he steals power i feel like there's probably easier ways to capture a logan other than this well they yeah they took mariko later on that was the interesting thing is there's multiple people after mariko exactly so it ends up like the yakuza versus the ninja because they're both trying to get mariko it's it, it was it was something it was something yeah, I actually quite understand what the someone would have to walk through me exactly. Yeah, I can tell you work. exactly what happened. The fiance hired the yakuza to kill Mariko so he right. could still get the pay, like the political intrigue and money from the dad. Yes, and the ninjas were after Mariko because the grandfather had commanded it to uh, bring her in to get Logan to come back. So it's just two completely unrelated people after Mariko at the same time. Why did the Why did the old man have to? fake his own death why couldn't he just i think well they kind of explain that only slightly they're like this suit keeps me alive so i think once he had gotten to the point that he could no longer survive outside of the suit they publicly killed him i think i think that's the it's a rough explanation i didn't say it was good but it's an explanation no i feel you um yeah so the, the plot is starting to fall apart a little bit the old man is the silver samurai the fighting is becoming hot garbage uh, trash right i think there's anything redeeming about the action that's happening at any point the whole grab the sword with two hands so that way it heats up 
Boo. Uh, where is That's the another perfect yeah. reason that like Wolverine's a samurai. God. And the fact that the silver samurai could hold both swords that heat up with one hand, but all of a sudden as, <laughs> as soon as it's inconvenient, mm-hmm. now Wolverine has to do two hands. Just ridiculous. Yeah, so he can say a stupid line. Yeah, all that stuff is dumb, you know. I think the only redeeming thing is I do think it says something about Mariko that she in the moment of truth was willing to kill her her grandfather turn wolverine's claws into ninja stars or throwing knives that was pretty cool i enjoyed that 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 was was cool um and it's a little callback because she does earlier in the movie say that she was good with knives yep Mm -hmm. um so it's cool and she does it and i love that he's like i do like the line where he goes it's your grandfather and she goes i buried my grandfather yep that was good i didn't like the stupid like weird concept of wolverine hanging over the edge and he has to cut the claws off in order to have better access to the bone marrow to get the healing factor out it's like what are we doing here guys (laughs) yeah i think it's just supposed to be like little body horror so we the audience like feel his pain or something maybe but i again he gets his bone claws to end this and kill the grandfather and uh, we're going to get to the sequence with Professor X and Magneto. And then, obviously, right after this movie's X-Men Days of Future Past, the return of the Adamantium Claws with literally zero explanation. Yeah. And yet yeah. another plot hole in the X-Men franchise. God dang it. Yeah, the movie the movie falls apart on itself. Um, I don't think there's anything to glean from that that's not already known. I think we all kind of think that. But when we look back at the movie in totality, I do have a couple questions that I'm curious to know um, your thoughts on. Number one, the idea of, you know, immortality versus mortality, life versus death. When you watch the movie, do you, do you care at all about the lesson that's trying to be taught? Do you, does it make you think on an existential level at all? No, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. I don't think so either. I think that's, to me, that's why this movie, as much as I like it, that's why it'll never be. It's a little hollow. Yeah, because just be. the whole concept of it. Is yeah, he's dealing with immortality, but then it's it, it it just feels hollow throughout the whole thing. He's not he doesn't have that much going for him. And it's like us as humans, we should contemplate why the meaning of life is so important. And that's not what he does in this movie that's at all. At all, yeah. He no, essentially exactly. he's like, okay, I'm not I'm not immortal now. I need to get my immortality back so I can be the hero again. And it's like, well, then what was all the nonsense about immortality being a bad thing? Yeah. So they they shot their shot on a theme that doesn't get tried enough and maybe it's because it's a hard one to pull off but i i think ultimately they don't they don't succeed in what they wanted to succeed in they don't create a great love story either even though it has a couple good scenes um not only because they never revisit it but also it wasn't that well done it was fine yeah, that's it's a bummer because within the comic books, Mariko is like one of Wolverine's highlight reel. Like she's one of his most, I don't know if you want to call her well known, but one the one that means the most to him. And her character does return through a different comic book series and things. So the fact that she's kind of she hates him for the first half of the movie she warms up to him in a scene or two and then all of a sudden they're like kind of a thing and then it's all over again it's it was yeah lame arc yeah my final thought on this is that it's an idea brimming with hope um much like the dark phoenix saga yeah they they just don't pull it off it, it does it's not a disaster of a movie like some of those movies are it doesn't fall but it it just misses the mark. They didn't do any cool samurai stuff. They didn't hit her relationship that well. 
They didn't do the theme that they wanted to do well enough. Um, it's not for any reason other than probably just probably just poor writing and poor execution. They they made this movie because the Japan Wolverine storyline is one of the most popular for the characters, so they thought they could try and translate it to a blockbuster movie, and it just didn't work. Yeah, Felt you got to you got to go all out if you are. So uh, that's all my thoughts on this movie. I think it's I, I if anything I think our review might ring a little hollow because the movie rings a little hollow. Um, but I hope do you, you guys enjoy uh, it anyway. I mean, do you want to talk about the post credit scene? I think it's only worth noting because. One, oh, uh, we might as well talk about how dope the costume is, and then it never comes back again. So yeah, that's screw true. that. But the uh, idea of Magneto and Professor X essentially returning from the grave in Professor X's case, and uh, that scene that is essentially just a layup to Days of Future Past. Yeah, it's one of those it, scenes that I almost just consider it part of Days of Future Past more than I it really it is. And I think that's okay. I it yeah. got. When this came out, I remember how important that scene was to the future of the X-Men franchise. So I will give it its due on how great it was at kind of laying that up for us. I I agree with that. I think it, it did what it was supposed to do. Unfortunately, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't really help this movie now. It helped that movie maybe in the moment. But in retrospect, that scene now means nothing, so it doesn't help. Um, yeah, I think we're done here. I think we uh we hit what we needed to hit uh i wish we had a, a more exciting things to say but guess what logan is brimming with life oh. lessons and well oh that that episode and... i am out of all of the marvelous steps i'm probably ever going to do i will not look forward to or look back on any one of them with more reverence than what i do for logan the movie so i am super pumped to hit on that yep absolutely thank you guys for joining i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you go back and listen to some of our previous ones and of course every monday check out our regular marvel stuff podcast where we talk about all things marvel um in whatever capacity we need to you know there's you know it can be random stuff it can be reviews it's all on there so check us out check out our facebook group thank you guys so much for joining us and uh try not to have too much fun without us guys